Aloha, listeners. Welcome to the Zen Tiki Lounge. Sunshine Tiki here. I am solo this week, and I'm ready to set sail for the islands. I'm going to Hawaii, a two-plus-week cruise around the Hawaiian Islands, leaving for Los An- from Los Angeles, five days at sea, six days around the islands, another five days back, a quick stop in Ensenada, and back to Los Angeles. Why? Well, why not? But because 48 hours from the posting of this podcast, the fiance and I will be getting married, and then we will be cruising to Hawaii. And I'm very happy to tell you that everything is taken care of. No last minute stress with this wedding. We planned ahead, we've done our work, and we are ready to have a great time and celebrate. So the ladies aren't joining me here in the lounge this week. I am enjoying a cocktail, and I wanna say a big mahalo to Mr. Rod Schiffman for gifting me a vintage bottle of Lemon Heart 151. I opened it, and I've made my first cocktail with it. And that cocktail is Hell in the Pacific, which the recipe can be found in the Beach Bum Berry Total Tiki app. You can get that on the iTunes store. And this app is just full of recipes that Jeff Beach Bumberry has worked tirelessly on to um, adapt them from the originals from the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, etc. He makes substitutions when necessary if liquors or uh, that booze has gone extinct. In some cases it has. But Hell in the Pacific uh, is a cocktail that was um, originally adapted from uh, an earlier recipe and it was actually a uh, 1920s recipe from hold on let me pull this back up from the Myrtle Bank Punch it's a 1920 specialty of the Myrtle Bank Hotel in Jamaica and uh, Beach Bumberry uh, had that originally in his book Remixed and then uh, produced it again in the app Total Tiki which has dozens and dozens and dozens of recipes. There will be a link on this week's show notes. So mahalo to Beach Bumberry. Mahalo to Rod Schiffman. I couldn't be enjoying this rather stiff libation without the both of you. Mm. I am. I'm going to give you the recipe. But uh, for the rest of uh, the recipes that go along with this wonderful app by Beach Bumberry, all you have to do is uh, download the app. And it is worth every penny. I don't generally spend money on apps. I think they should be free for the most part. But this one is well worth the couple of bucks that you spend for it. Because not only does it come with the great drink recipes, uh, it comes with a picture garnish suggestions, um, and a little bit of history on almost every drink. And one of my favorite things is you can tap on every ingredient in these recipes and learn a little bit more about it. To make Hell in the Pacific, three quarter ounce fresh lime juice, one half ounce of maraschino liqueur, one quarter ounce pomegranate syrup, and one and a half ounces of Lemon Heart 151 Demerara. 
This drink is stiff. Only an ounce and a half of booze, but that's an ounce and a half of 151. And yeah, there's a little bit of the maraschino liqueur in there, but really this is about the Demerara rum. It comes off very strong, a slight sweet sour quality to the drink, and the color is a brownish red. And I think Hell in the Pacific is a perfectly chosen title. The suggested garnish is a Japanese flag with an American flag uh, poked into a lime hanging over a Pilsner glass. And um, so again, an ounce and a half really of liqueur, but we're talking 151. So it's really like three plus ounces when you put it all together of uh, 80 proof rum, if you do the math and alcohol by volume. The music we're going to be listening to on this week's episode, more music, less chat. We're going to listen to all of my favorite Hawaiiana slack key guitar and surf tunes. Um, those very things that I sometimes play here in the Zentiki Lounge while enjoying a cocktail, maybe doing a little bit of housework, uh, and uh, imagining that I were visiting the islands as my fiancé and soon-to-be husband will be very shortly. So this episode is going to be all about uh, packing the final bags, heading off to Hawaii. We do have a couple of uh, listener comments and emails to discuss a little bit later, but plenty of music. I hope you're ready to sit back, relax in a dark corner with a cocktail in your hand, maybe even hell in the Pacific. I hope you enjoy. I'll be right back.
what's in the sack this week? You're about to find out. Oh, hey, but first, uh, the two songs that you just heard, that was an Aloha Oi instrumental by George Kahumoku, and we heard Maori Brown Eyes by James Pahinui. Look that up. Try to type that in. Find those artists. Uh, I'm far too lazy and inebriated on this week's episode to type out a ton of show notes for you, so just uh, pay attention the most you can, and if you want to look up something, I'm sure you will find a way. This first comment comes from Melanie, and Melanie says, Sunshine, you're going on your honeymoon. That's wonderful. Congratulations, and I'm so happy for you both. When you are in Hawaii, since the rest of us may not have been before, and it sounds like you have, what do you recommend to do when on the islands? Well, I'm going to tell you, I've been once. I I visited Maui for um, about a week, a couple years back. Uh, This time we're hitting four islands. And, you know, if you live in Southern California in the Los Angeles area, uh, we certainly have much easier access to Hawaii. It's, um, you know, it's a jump over the Pacific Ocean versus a jump over uh, all of the United States and then over the Pacific Ocean. So a lot of people from the Los Angeles area and the West Coast have cruised or flown to Hawaii a bit more regularly or frequently than people from other parts of the country um, and sometimes other parts of the world. Uh, and overwhelmingly, uh, my friends and, and acquaintances who have been will tell you, don't have too much of a plan. There are a couple things you do want to think about ahead of time before going. If you are going to do a luau, and if you haven't done one, you gotta have, you gotta do one Hawaiian luau. You you really do want to book ahead of time. Um, Hawaii has quite seasonable weather most of the year, so outdoor activities like luau's remain popular all year long. Uh, for example, we're going in mid-November, and the weather will still be 80 degrees during the day, which is just wonderful. And uh, so you want to book ahead of time because the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday luau's at a lot of the resorts and the larger ones, um, they could very well be completely booked up weeks, if not in some cases, uh, months in advance. So the Hilton Hawaiian Village, I think it's called the Starlight Luau in Waikiki. That one, for example, uh, booked many days, months ahead. And so if you were planning on, if you're thinking, I want to go to that one, I I saw it on a TV show, or it was in a movie, or I heard about it, or you have to plan ahead. Uh, So don't hesitate to book ahead. You know, most of the luau's do seem to, if you book really far in advance, um, and you have some last minute travel plans, um, they will, in some cases, without charging you more, um, allow you to move to another time or day if availability is there. Now, if you're on a cruise ship, kind of the same thing applies. Um, maybe not quite as much time, but uh, the cruise ships dock, and sometimes multiple ships will dock at the same time on the same island, and the excursions can be booked up weeks or a month or so ahead of time. So. If there's really one excursion on an island that you really just say, I've got to do this, such as Pearl Harbor, uh, I would definitely book that several weeks, three, four, or five weeks ahead of time to make sure that that's what you get to do. Now, when you get to the islands, whether you're on a cruise ship or not, you can, of course, stroll around the island on your own time and do what you want and come what may. 
And I actually think that that's a great way to enjoy things. If you're someone who feels like I've just got to get one or two things in, you know, per island, and I, I just want to make sure that happens, then uh, booking excursions with the cruise ships ahead of time and or the luau ahead of time is a really good idea. But other than that, relax, get off the boat, walk into whichever town you've docked in, whether it's Hilo or uh, Lihu or uh, Kanapali or just enjoy yourself. Don't feel like you have to squeeze stuff in and don't be pressured by a tour guide or a tour company or anything like that because one of the greatest things about Hawaii is slowing down. And trust me, they drive slow, no one's in a hurry, which can be frustrating to city dwellers. Um, but uh, enjoy yourself and have a really good time. So, Melanie, that's all I recommend. I'm just saying. Now, James, James says, congratulations. I hope the two of you have an excellent honeymoon. And I wanted to say I'm listening to every podcast. Well, thank you, James. Mahalo. We appreciate that. Uh, my fiancé, who does not listen to the show, but he helps me with the technical stuff, um, he won't even know that you said that because he doesn't listen to the show, but that's okay. Uh, a big mahalo to you, and I do appreciate each and every comment that everybody sends in. Alan wants to know, when in Hawaii, what do you recommend drinking? Okay, now this this is not really, I can't, I can't give advice. Well, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give some, I'm gonna give an idea of what not to do, but I'm not gonna tell you what to do. I'm gonna tell you not to drink a Mai Tai that's pink. If it has grenadine in it, don't drink it. Um, I recommend that when you're at the luau's, just be prepared for dumbed down versions of any cocktail. They're gonna have a blue Hawaiian. They're gonna have a Mai Tai. They're probably going to have some kind of a hurricane or daiquiri, maybe a Singapore sling if you're lucky, but it won't be a good tasting one. So don't expect excellent cocktails at the luau's. Expect a fruity, tropical-esque cocktail that you just hope is drinkable and just let it go, okay? Just let it go. If you're looking for outstanding cocktails, do what I do. Go online, trust the people that you trust. So for example, um, there is an app called Swig that I really like. It is all about people posting about cocktails. And you'll see people posting in the area and they'll recommend drinks and bars in the area and that's a good way to go. You can go to critiki.com, C-R-I-T-I-K-I.com and you can look up bars by geographic location such as whichever island of Hawaii you might be on or anywhere else in the world. And you will see how people have rated the decor, the drinks, etc. So there's a nice way to go. Um, and then if you've, uh, you know, you have friends who've been to a particular place like the islands before, you know, they may recommend a bar and it could be, it could be their hotel lobby bar. Some of them are excellent. Don't say no to those. Uh, New York, for example, do not hesitate to visit some of the lobby bars in those hotels. They have some outstanding mixology going on there in addition to some of the smaller and larger bars all over town. And the same could be said for many places. So I recommend you just kind of stroll into a couple of places, 
do some random bar hopping, because you never know what you might find. You might be the first one that finds a diamond in the rough and puts a rating on Yelp and says, don't miss this. But also, use use the apps that are available on everybody's phone, and that will kind of help guide you sometimes to places that maybe have a high star rating, or um, if their reviews seem to be all cocktail-centric versus food-centric, that's usually a pretty good indicator. Um, so I kind of recommend that too. All right, I think we should listen to some more music. Uh, now, if you do want to, before we get to more music, if you do want to uh, send us some comments or questions, you send those to mail at zentikilounge.com. And we will likely answer them right here on the very podcast. Uh, you know, some email I will just answer um, via email, and it may not end up on the podcast. And that's sometimes because uh, some some the nature of some questions you can tell. Maybe it'd be better if we. I get some interesting questions. It may be better if I just answered them uh, offline. and uh, But otherwise, uh, we'll discuss them here online. And you can ask pretty much anything you want. Go to zantigilounge.com. Make sure you check out the website. And when you click on the cocktails link, you'll get our dozens of drink recipes, which are always fun. And then you can claim they're your, or your own or whatever you want. All right. The hell in the Pacific is going to my head. Mm. A little bit more of that. Um, I'm going to play you some more music. I'll let you know what it is after we come back because that's when I will have chosen it. And uh, I have a few more things to say before I say aloha to everyone for a few weeks. Thinking, potentially, with all those days at sea, I could eke out a podcast from the middle of the Pacific, but certainly no promises. It is my honeymoon, and you never know what might happen. And there's a casino on the ship, so I could be very, very busy.
Did you enjoy that? I enjoyed that music. Let me tell you who that was. That was Apache by the Revomatics. We've played them here many times on the show. They hail from Milwaukee. Great guys. Uh, recommend you go to therevomatics.com and get their stuff. Um, we also heard after that, we heard Hawaii Five-O by the Woe Dads. And then the last song we heard was Hawaiian Soul by Troy Fernandez. Troy Fernandez has played at uh, Tiki Caliente in Palm Springs, one of the events the Zen Tiki Lounge is proud to attend and be part of. Uh, and you can find his music very easily online for download. The music in the background now, I'm, I'm bringing the beat up a bit, um, is... Hawaii Five-O Radio, and it's a um, you know it's a it's a manicured set of songs on iTunes, and I've been quite enjoying the iTunes Radio, um, you know, since uh, it's uh, it's really been getting better in the last couple of weeks as they've been putting more effort into it. Um, this is Caravan by The Ventures. I'm sure you recognize the tune if you know anything at all. Uh, so. Um, yeah, try the try just seriously just go to iTunes Radio and go in the search field and type in whatever the hell you feel. So for example, I typed in Hawaiian Surf and Hawaii 50 Radio came up and I listened to it for a while the other day and I said, "You know, I quite like that. It's it's um a little more upbeat than um just the slack key guitar that we were listening to earlier." Uh, and it gets a little fast, it gets a little slower, but, um, and it'll be artists you've probably heard of, artists you've probably not heard of, and then, you know, you're encouraged to download more music, of course, but uh, my music library is never full enough, so that is not a problem. Okay, so um, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to discuss something very briefly, um, <clears throat> and that is because uh, one of our listeners, um, been listening to the show for a very, very long time, Paul, he asked um, if I could give any of my thoughts or tips on planning a wedding um, that might have somewhat of a tropical tiki sort of flair to it. And I, I don't know. I'm going to say a few things. I, I didn't write any of this down. This is just contemporaneous. Let me have another drink of this hell in the Pacific. Mmm. That one's almost gone, and by all means, I don't really need another one. And I am using the Lemonheart 51 sparingly because it's the only bottle I have. And uh, the uh, newer version of Lemonheart um, is also not in production, so if you have some, hang on to it. Just take the lid off every once in a while and give it a smell. Maybe put a capful on top of a Mai Tai or a cocktail, but uh, don't go using it at all until... Um, until we get more of that. Um, so I would say I would say this. If you live in a place where you have the opportunity to choose a venue that is already decked out in your particular theme, that's a plus and that might be one that might be where you want to put your effort. Because what I don't recommend is um, getting a generic banquet hall or a, a restaurant or banquet facility with whitewashed walls and boring draperies. I don't know. 
um, and then trying to change it into a themed environment. That's, that's, that's where you're going to spend a lot of money. Much better that you find a place that fits the size of your guest list and don't hesitate to choose a restaurant with a big dining room or a hotel with an already themed space that they use or um, a an Elks Lodge or, I mean, you, you just don't leave any stone unturned. Look for places that allow events and already look like the theme or halfway to the theme that you're going for. That's how I think people save the most money is because then you're not trying to dress up something that didn't look like anything you wanted in the first place. Then, when it comes to your bar choice, your food choice, um, this is where I don't think you necessarily have to stay within theme. So my wedding, for example, yes, it is at Don the Beachcomber in Huntington Beach, and gosh darn it, uh, we're serving tiki drinks, and uh, my my uh, my guests will uh, want for nothing when it comes to tiki, but... Um, you know, I just happen to live near a Polynesian palace that has, you know, thatch ceilings and waterfalls and faux foliage and birds and all that stuff. So I, I happen to be very lucky. Um, but work with your coordinator or facility. Maybe you do what we did. Uh, and a lot of people are doing this now. Um, the most recent probably four weddings I have been to have all done this, and I recommend it. You know what you like to drink, and it's your day. Make what you like to drink the drink menu. If you, for example, the drinks, there are Sunshine's picks, and then my fiance has his picks, and we put those on the bar menu that will be at the bar menu, or at the bar. The guests can choose other drinks from the bar, but by leading people to the drinks that we recommend, it makes it easier on the bartender because they're prepared, they're prepared to make more of those drinks. Um, and uh, the facility can, you let them know, and they can make sure they purchase enough of those ingredients to make more of those drinks ahead of time. So, for example, my bar menu, I put on there Dr. Funk. It's a sour, stiff rum drink, and I like it. Uh, I also put on there Missionary's Downfall, which is a lighter rum drink with blended mint, and it's really, really refreshing. I put a navy grog on there, another another great rum drink, and I put a scorpion on there. Not the big bowl, but the individual cocktail. And the fiance has uh, very simple. He likes whiskey drinks, and so he has a Manhattan and an Old Fashioned. They're very similar drinks, actually, but he put both of those drinks on there. And then on the flip side of our menu, we pre-chose which red, white, and sparkling wine we would like the bar to feature and which handful of beers we would like the bar to feature. Most venues are going to let you do this. They will not say, you have to show our full menu or we won't allow you, you know, to open the bar. Um, so work with them and say, can we post just these options? Uh, it's efficient for them. And yeah, you probably want to choose a couple of the beverages that are on the mid to lower range, and then maybe some that are on the higher range as far as price goes to balance your bar tab. Um, and then, you know, you have to decide with most places. Are you going to do an open tab where you're just paying for the bar and then you tell the wedding coordinator or the bar 
manager, uh, let me know when it gets to this dollar amount so I can cut it off and it becomes a cash bar. Or are you going to pay for the whole thing? Or um, are you going to pay the per head charge, which is sometimes $40, $50, $60 per person, depending on which liquors you choose? Um, if you have guests who you think are going to drink on average more than four or five cocktails, you may want to pay for the hosted bar with uh, the per head fee because then the average works out for you. But if you have quite a few people in your guest book that are only going to have one or two cocktails and then you have the others that'll drink more and it averages out to somewhere around three cocktails per person, I kind of recommend you pay the, you do the a la carte and you just run a tab. Uh, with kind of the pre-chosen cocktails. So th that's that's just what I recommend and because most of the money is with the food and the alcohol. And as far as the food goes, don't hesitate to count out food trucks as your catering option if the facility allows that. Don't hesitate to do um, cupcakes in lieu of a wedding cake. Tends to be cheaper and you can sometimes avoid the cake cutting fee because you're doing cupcakes. Um, don't hesitate to not do a cake at all and do the desserts that you like. If you like tarts or bunt cakes or pie or whatever, it's your freaking wedding. Don't don't go along with tradition because that's what you're supposed to do or that's what somebody's mother tells you to do. You do what you want and trust me, we did everything that we wanted and did not really listen to anyone else's input um, except for when we asked for it. And then we were happy to get other people's opinions to help us decide things. So make it your day and then don't let anybody else tell you what to do. Okay, that turned into kind of a rant, but uh, there's a lot of pre-planning that goes into a wedding, and um, my other tip is going to be start paying for things way ahead of time. If a facility says a deposit of this amount, um, but they'll allow, you know, you can pay more ahead of time, you may want to do that because then you've got, you've got some things paid up ahead. Uh, it kind of helps you spread things out over time. Uh, just make sure you look into cancellation policies and all of that so you know what your true situation is should they do something wrong and you need to pull out. Um, but same thing with your DJ, uh, your bartender, your facility, your photographer, the cake, the flowers, blah, 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 blah. You know what? We're doing flake flowers. And I'm not embarrassed to admit it. We have some lovely orchid arrangements that I, 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 I purchased them online because I want to use them not just for the ceremony, but the reception. And then these will be permanent fixtures in my home that we'll have for years and years and years to come. Uh, and it's not something that was disposable. And I've already been complimented by two people who saw these arrangements and said from six inches away, I could not tell that those orchids were not real. So um, there are some great uh, fake arrangements out there. Um, that, you know, from a short distance, no one's going to know. And in and pictures specifically, no one's going to know that those were not real. And then you can keep them forever. So uh, I, I wouldn't hesitate to do that. I think we should just listen to a little bit more music. I'll come back, say a few more words, and then I'm going to wish you all on your merry way because I'm going to, well, I'm going to have another cocktail. I'm going to have a different cocktail, but, um, and then I'm going to take a nap. I've been trying to nap a lot before the wedding. I want my beauty sleep. I want my skin to look great. All right, I'll be right back. It's not the island's river that are calling to me. It's not the mountain air 
tipsy. But there's nothing wrong with that. I'm in my own tiki bar. When what happens here generally stays here. What did you just hear? You just heard two songs from the singing surf riders. The first one was Little Brown Gal and the second one was Hawaiian Cowboy. Now the singing surf riders, um, that's classic Hawaiiana. If you don't have any of their albums uh, and don't exclude their Christmas album, Go look for it. It's online. You can download it, and I do highly recommend it. Um, just one more thing I wanna I wanna talk about before I end this week's episode. Trying to keep it to sixty minutes because, as we know, but are constantly surprised at, uh, most people listen to this podcast while trying to get in an hour of full exercise, whether that be jogging or the gym. Uh, what have you? Uh, our second most, uh, our second largest group of people are commuters, people who need something to listen to while driving long distances. Uh, Vegas is often one that people save up a couple episodes of this podcast and then, well, drive the what should be three-hour drive from LA to Vegas, but is often four, five, and more hours because the traffic is just absolutely horrendous. And our federal and state governments have completely failed us to do anything about that, such as build high-speed rail or uh, widen the freeways or provide other alternative transportation methods, which is a tragedy because um, now I just sometimes visit the local casino because it's so much better than driving to Vegas, even though I love Vegas. Okay, so back back on point. Um, it's It's... It's November. <clears throat> We're going to be well into the holiday season uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, still a little early for Thanksgiving, of course. But it is not too early to infuse your own rum and spirits and have those ready for gift giving or your baking needs. And Sunshine's Very Spicy Rum, recipe by moi, uh, I highly recommend it. You can simply go online and in your search bar type Sunshine's Very Spicy Rum. And I pretty much guarantee you a YouTube video will come up that will guide you to a three-minute video that will show you how to make my Very Spicy Rum. And it's simple. You're going to need some rum, you're going to need a bottle, and you're going to need four to five ingredients depending on which version of the recipe you want to make. And you really only need about a week uh, less if you like it less spicy, and then you are going to use that rum in cocktails. You are going to use that rum in your rum cake. If you go to the Zen Tiki Lounge page on Facebook, you will find a photo of my rum cake recipe that is a version of the original Bacardi recipe that my Nana gave to me. And uh, I'll tell you one substitution, actually two substitutions that I always do. Instead of the vanilla pudding in that recipe, use banana pudding. Delicious. And instead of water, 
use pineapple juice. Delicious. Uh, and make sure you use a cake mix that is butter recipe instead of oil recipe. Use a butter recipe cake mix. Makes it even better. So follow those three tips on top of the recipe that's posted. You're going to have the best rum cake ever in addition to adding Sunshine's very spicy rum to it. So it's time to infuse your rum and uh, pre-plan a few of your holiday gifts. Uh, everybody loves receiving booze. And booze is the gift you can give far ahead of time of the holidays because people will need it. I'll tell you what I do with my very spicy rum. I bring a four-ounce bottle of it uh, to the mall, and I get, you know, I get my favorite Americano, espresso, a little bit of cream, pour in a couple ounces of my spicy rum, and for that one time a year that I actually do need to go to the mall, which can feel horrendous, I'm inebriated, I'm enjoying myself, I put on my headphones, I listen to my music, I go by myself, I tune out the world, I don't let salespeople help me, I just kind of, I'm in my own little world, and I enjoy my shopping. There's a little tip for you. Okay. I think that's about it. I'm going to play a little bit more music for you here. I don't know what you're going to get. You'll get whatever you get. I want to thank you for joining me here in the Zentiki Lounge. Uh, the next episode could possibly be, again, from somewhere in the Pacific Ocean between Los Angeles and Hawaii. Uh, and if that doesn't happen, the next episode will be right here in the Zentiki Lounge with some or all of the ladies of the lounge. We're always happy to have you stop by. Please tell another friend or family member about the podcast. Show them how to subscribe to the podcast by going to iTunes and subscribing and or using an RSS feed. But you can go to zentikilounge.com and click on the subscribe link and click on any of those links there, depending on what device you may have, so that you can subscribe to the podcast. Because subscribing each and every episode is how we get credit for all of your downloads and how we end up with sponsorships. And uh, if we could turn this into a real money-making deal, some deal, someday, some deal, that would be good. Cocktail number two has gone to my head. Thank you for joining us in the Zen Tiki Lounge. And until next time, mahalo. Mm-hmm.